didn't take for granted the very things that most deserves our gratitude. Hello and welcome to season two, episode 10 of our podcast series. The podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of real life experiences. I am Sheila, your host, and with me today is guest Lisa Ryan from Cleveland, Ohio. Lisa, CSP, is Chief Appreciation Strategist at Gratitude, a certified speaking professional, an award-winning speaker, and author of 10 books. Through her speaking, consulting, and training, Lisa helps organizations keep their top clients from becoming someone else's. Hello, Lisa, and welcome to Podcast with Sheila. Well, thank you so much for having me. It will be delightful. Wow. We are glad to have you. So what will your favorite quote be? My favorite quote is from my favorite artist, Marcus Pearson, and it's on a painting I own, and it said that many had ventured further and done so in finer style bothered me not. My journey was my own, and I found it to be quite spectacular. Great, great. I like, I really like it. I really like it. Okay, so what is one remarkable thing about Cleveland, Ohio? Oh, I love Cleveland. I actually love Cleveland so much. I have never lived outside of Cuyahoga County. So even though I travel for what I do for a living, I always come home to Cleveland. We have the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. We have Lake Erie, which is beautiful. It's, you know, fresh water right nearby. We have the third largest theater district in the world with London and Chicago being one and two. Cleveland from a seating capacity standpoint is number three. There's tons to do, great restaurants here and a a fantastic cost of living. You can get a lot of house for your dollar here in Cleveland. Wow, that's amazing. Great, great, great. So what does the work of a chief appreciation strategist entail? Well, I have been a professional speaker since 2010, and I really started focusing on gratitudes or gratitude strategies. So I work uh, really to help companies to create the type of culture that keeps their top talent from becoming someone else's. And it's really these little things. It doesn't take a lot of time. It doesn't take a lot of money, but it's saying thank you. It's catching your employees in the act of doing things well and letting them know that they are a valued part of the, of the organization. So uh, basically, I, I teach people all the reasons why they should say thank you. And it does pay off. It has a lot of bottom line benefits and it just makes the workplace a lot more fun. Thank you is a big word, isn't it? I think that it carries a lot of power. Most of the time we take it for granted or we say it without, I don't know, we say it without meaning, but it looks like, thank you, please. Like simple words like that. It goes a, a long way. And uh, when we say it to people, people feel valued when you say it, but sometimes we feel is, you know, we don't place too much value on it. But I remember in one of our recordings on podcast, a lady came on and she said exactly the same thing you're saying now because she has been able to, I think she was able to ramp up in 2020 when coronavirus started, she was able to ramp up over 20 awards in that year. And somebody will think, how, how, how was she making it? Because we were all on you know, lockdown. But according to her, she couldn't have done it without her team. She couldn't have done it without the workers. And her motivation was for the workers to always show appreciation and tell the workers, you're doing well, you can do it. Even when they are not doing it, you can do it. Well done, thank you. Like words, little words like that was Mm -hmm. always motivating them. And then they gave out their best. 
to her company and then she was able to do what she did. So thank mm -hmm. you very much for emphasizing that. And I think that everybody watching it should keep it that thank you, simple words like thank you and stuff like that go a very long way. Thank you very much, Lisa, for sharing that. Well, and we oftentimes, like you said, we take it for granted. We assume that people know how we feel about them. We assume that our employees know, oh, she knows that I appreciate her, yeah. but it's, and even worse, because in the workplace, we can be pretty good. You know, managers can always be better, but when it comes to our relationships at home, you know, with our kids or our spouse or our significant others, or just our friends of reaching out and saying, you know what, I just want to let you know how much I appreciate you. I want to know how, let you know how much, how valued you are to me and not just saying thank you, like you said, because it could be insincere, but when you're specific, thank you because of this. Thank you so much for staying after work and helping us get this product out because that way employees know that you are actually paying attention to them when they're doing things well, instead of just, you know, slapping them upside the head when things are going wrong because we're so focused on yeah. fixing things instead of acknowledging the good. Wow. This is beautiful. This is beautiful. So what is gratitude? Gratitude is really looking, finding the good, no matter what is going on and being grateful for it. You know, there's a lot of science behind it. So sometimes when I talk about gratitude, people think, oh, it's, it's a spiritual thing. It has to be a God thing. And that's really not it. it it's looking at the good you have. And it's that acknowledgement of that goodness and finding it. And as you know, this past year with the pandemic, it's been tough. Yeah. But when you look at, there's so many gifts that have come out of COVID, but if you're not taking the time to look for them, to keep a gratitude journal, to count your blessings, to say what good happened today, then it gets really easy to get down in the dumps and, and um, not feel very good about yourself. Wow. 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 Great. So how important is gratitude to you and how did keeping a gratitude journey change your life? Well, I actually went, it was 2010 and I was working full time still in medical sales at that point. And one of my friends or a couple of my friends and I went to a, a four day conference that was, there was a fire walk involved where yes, we actually walked across hot coals. And at the end of our time together, we were driving home and, and we knew that unless we took action, everything was going to go right back to where it was before. Because of course, you're all jacked up after, you know, a powerful seminar like that. Yeah. And so what we did is we opened up a Facebook thread and we shared things, people we met, experiences that we had, things that we learned. And then one of my friends said, well, why don't we write down three things that we're grateful for? And so we started sharing that with each other. And those changes, I noticed from a sales standpoint, I had customers calling me who I hadn't talked to for months. You know, I noticed the difference from my husband. I, I just, everything changed. And so I've done a lot of research on it. And when you focus on looking for the good, gratitude literally rewires your brain. Over time, I've been keeping a gratitude journal since 2009, 
And I, and it's not that bad things don't happen for goodness sake, coronavirus happened. Okay. (laughs) Not something that when you see an entire industry, like my speaking business just overnight disappeared. But if I had not had more than 10 years of daily gratitude, it would have been a lot easier for me to stay stuck instead of saying, okay, well, this is where we're at. What, what is good about it? Yeah. And things like, you know, my twice a week family Zoom calls. I have gotten more, I have gotten closer to my family in the past year. Um, during the week we do our um, Wednesday nights, we do United States family calls. Okay. Yeah. And then, and with my aunt and uncle and my cousin who are in Boston, Massachusetts, I've never talked to them this much. I've talked to them twice a week. And then Saturdays, we have international family Zoom. Okay. Um, I had the opportunity to take my mother to Trinidad uh, for her 75th birthday, where we connected with a lot of our relatives down there because my mom was born there. Well, now, after discovering all of these relatives and in the UK and in Barbados, it's like we have this whole family Zoom thing going on yeah. every single week that if it hadn't been for COVID, we wouldn't do it. I wouldn't exactly. know these people. And it helped us get through it together because we're like, yeah. where are you at in Trinidad right now with yeah. your, you know, with the shutdowns? Yeah. So we yeah. just kind of supported and loved on each other this past year. And it's really been good. Wow. Wow. Well, I think that from what you see, I'm sitting here and I feel I, well, I understand gratitude and I do it, but I've never placed value on it. Like what you're sharing with us now. So I'm sitting here and I feel numb a bit thinking that because there's a lot to be grateful for when you look at it that way. And there's a lot that has also gone bad when you look at it that way. So it, it's actually right. you are in the middle, depending on which way you want to go. And then going the other way, which is a positive way towards gratitude is what is actually going to build you up, make you see the good out of yourself, make you a better person. And then you'll be able to get the best out of, your, of yourself, isn't it? Yeah. Well, and it's the little things like keeping a gratitude journal. And when I talk about a gratitude journal, people are like, Lisa, I do not have time to add one more thing to my plate. That is just crazy talk. <laughs> And when I break it down to say, listen, this is five sentences. And if you can't get to five at the beginning, get to three of I am grateful for. And it doesn't have to be anything big. It doesn't have to be like, oh, I won the lottery or I met the love of my life or all of these big things. It can be, I mean, I live in Cleveland, Ohio. It's a fantastic place, but from a weather standpoint, it leaves a little to be desired. So we have had lots of sun in Cleveland, which is unusual, but it's been wonderful. So I can't tell you how many times in my gratitude journal, I just write, I'm grateful the sun is shining today. Mm -hmm. So when you give yourself the gift of two minutes of writing down those five sentences, and there's going to be some days that you wake up and you're like, I got nothing. Uh, I don't know what to be grateful for. You just turn the pages back a couple pages and remind yourself You know, and I say five things because generally when you do three, people can get to three pretty quickly. You know, I'm grateful for my health. I'm grateful for my family. I'm I'm grateful for my house, you know, but it's in getting to those next two. 
And it's also adding some detail because if every day I wrote down, I'm grateful for my husband, I'm grateful for my cats, I'm grateful for my house. Well, that gets boring. But if I said, I'm grateful that Scott cooked a great dinner last night, or I'm grateful for, you know, binge watching Netflix with a cat sitting on my lap, whatever it is that it's, it's giving you these little details that really expand the experience. Wow. So if, if, if you can't be grateful for anything at all, you should be grateful that your lungs are working because you're alive. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You have running water, you have flushing toilets, you have air conditioning, you have heat, you have clean water. Um, You know, there's so many things, reliable transportation, the sun's out. It's a nice day. Maybe you're grateful because it's raining because you haven't had rain for a while. So it's getting into the habit of looking for it. And at the beginning, particularly if people are going through some uh, some tough times, a really great way to get started is to say, if I was grateful, what would I be grateful for? So what it does is it kind of switches the conversation a little bit and the subconscious mind you cannot ask your subconscious mind a question without it trying to answer it so when you say something like well i have nothing to be grateful for oh it's just life is tough right now everything sucks right now i got nothing but if i was grateful for something if i had to say i was grateful for one thing what would that be huh well, I just got this manicure today and I really love this nail polish. It's beautiful. It's, beautiful. <laughs> it's, it, it's very I, summery, isn't it? <laughs> it is. I think I have the same colors as you, if you can see, <laughs> you can see it properly. <laughs> and I noticed that after that, I did not put my wedding rings back on. Oh, so yeah. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Seriously. But that's the thing. It's like if I was having a tough day, And I asked myself the question, then I looked at my nails, you know what, it's like, I I like those, I'll start there. Because when you start when you find that one thing, then it's easier to find the next thing, then it's easier to find the next thing. So you just start with one. Great, great. You know what, let me take the opportunity to congratulate you on your 25th wedding anniversary. This is commendable. You know, these days, most of most of us can't go that far with our relationships and with our marriage. So I'll say well done for going that far with yours. And also ask if you've got some tips to give us uh, based on how far you've been able to go. What took you that far? What were the things you did and what were the things you did not do that took you this far on this journey? Um, Well, boy, there's so many of them. I actually created Scott with a, with an affirmation years ago. I thought I was to a point where I was, I was single. I was renting a house, leasing a car. I was 30 years old. And all of my friends were like married and had kids and houses and nice cars. And I was just like, I, I didn't have any of that. And so I was just in this really raw place. So I sat down and I wrote a list of what does my ideal person look like? And I I wrote down like a page and a half of just attributes. And some of them were very shallow. He had to be tall, uh, full head of hair, good job, my best friend. But I just, yeah, I didn't, I didn't say, oh, well, Lisa, that's too shallow. Don't put that down. It's this place of rawness that I 
came from, and I just wrote it down. I put it in my journal and then I forgot about it. Okay. And um, I actually found it just a couple of years ago. And I was like, check, check, check. Wow. But when I was at the gym and I saw Scott, it's like, I knew from the moment I saw him, I actually had a physical reaction. I was like, La! <laughs> and, you know, seven months later, we were engaged a year and a half later, we were married and 25 wow. years later. But gratitude has played a huge part of it. I mean, Scott is, you know, not only the most beautiful person I've ever seen inside and out, he's kind, he's loving, he's smoking hot, six foot five, (laughs) gorgeous. Um, But he's also respectful and he worships the ground I walk on, which is pretty cool too. And and we have fun together, but we're always thanking each other. You know, if you look at, there's a book called The Five Love Languages by Gary Chapman. And in it, um, there's five ways that we get our love tanked filled. There's words of affirmation, physical touch, quality time, acts of service, and gifts. Well, I am very high words of affirmation. Scott is very high physical touch. So when Scott wants to come and like pounce on me, I'm like, dude, just say something nice first, you know, (laughs) because, but I know too, if we're sitting on the couch and I'm holding his hand or we're walking through the parking lot and I grab his hand and there's that physical touch, he feels fulfilled. And we're always thanking each other. I leave little post-it notes in his lunch. I, I, I sneak notes into his lunch, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, and things like 25 years of marriage, you would think that I wouldn't thank him for taking out the trash on Wednesdays. I do. I I thank him for, you know, the things that he does. So there, so it comes back to gratitude that even in the relationships, when we get used to totally taking each other for granted, because if I was functioning just on me, it's like, well, if Scott, you know, if Scott's not going to say something nice to me, I'm not going to touch him, you know, type of thing. But we just, we just work and, and look for ways we have fun together. And um, we really, really enjoy each other's company. And the other thing too, that I would say is I'm also perfectly happy being alone. When I was single, aside from that thing, right before my 30th birthday, when I went through all that, I like myself, I have fun with myself. And Scott is also whole as a person. So we didn't need somebody else to complete us. We were complete on our own. And I think that that's another thing. People are looking outside themselves to become someone else. It's like, you know what? No, you have to be totally good on your own. Mm -hmm. And then you can attract that person who does complete you. But it's because you're both complete. Great. Lisa, this is so inspiring. Everything you said today, so, 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 so inspiring. And I just feel numb in my seat because I'm just sucking it all in for myself, you know, because I I want to make sure I'm getting it right because I can't have all these good people coming on podcast and sharing all the good things and I'm not taking anything with me. So really, I am touched. I've taken a lot in and thank you very much for sharing. So where can our listeners connect with you? Um, my website is Lisa Ryan Speaks. 
com, and also a really good way, just like you and I connected on LinkedIn. I have lots of resources on my LinkedIn profile. I'm putting videos and articles and all kinds of tips up there. If you go to my website at lisaryanspeaks.com, you can also sign up to receive gratitude thought of the week which is a short inspirational message. It seems to show up exactly when you need it. It comes out every Thursday. It's as, as it's been doing since 2010. So lots of ways to find me. I'm all over social media. Great, great. What would your final words of advice be? My final words of advice is start some kind of gratitude practice today. If you used to keep a gratitude journal and you don't keep it anymore, forgive yourself and start up again. Give yourself the gift of that two minutes a day to reflect on the things that you're grateful for and to write it down so that you have that permanent treasure of the things in your life that are working. Great. Thank you very much, Lisa, for coming by today. And it was an honor having you today, your words of inspiration, your words of wisdom. I believe that when our listeners hear them, they are going to be so inspired. So thank you very much for coming by. You're very welcome. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 10 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring life stories to share with us. Do not miss out on these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new podcast is released. We have a video presentation of this show on our YouTube channel. If you'd like to see us in pictures, just search for podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. On this note, we would like to say a massive thank you to all our listeners from the 24 countries around the world. This show continues to grow stronger and stronger because of your support. Podcast with Sheila is aired on eight listening platforms, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocketcast, Radio Public, and YouTube. Please don't forget to subscribe, like, and share this episode if you were inspired by it. Until we meet again in a fortnight, have a lovely week. 